Uh, hello and welcome to the SBK Saturday Selections, episode nine of the Saturday Selections as uh, well. We've had a, a few winners over the last few weeks. We're looking to continue that uh, going forward, but it is a tricky week upcoming in the UK and also over in the US. We'll get to that in a few moments' time. But uh, firstly, my name is Luke Elder. Joining me, as always, is my uh, partner in crime. Do I say that? <laughs> Um, we can go with we can go with partner in crime. I'm, I'm we'll, thinking we'll try like it for Blues one week. Brothers vibes. Blues Brothers, friend, Fr- friend will do. Friend will do. Friend. Um, and you know what? You're even more of a friend after you posted two UK selections in the pod last week. Luke. Very well done. Right, two right. Welcome, Tom Collins, and and thank you for mentioning that. I appreciate that. Um, we started off very bright last week because we put up five together. Um, we were two from three, and then. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's, we, you started amazingly well. I mean, New Year's honours. We have to we have to talk about that. An incredible selection from yourself. I think it was ten to one with SBK at the time when you tipped him. Um, I think it, very I, I think it was favorite. sixes. Seven. Oh, okay, sixes. Yeah. Definitely open ten with with one firm. Anyway, hopefully someone grabs that price or at least a six or seven to one. Um, but Mark, one of the the fan favourites of this pod, obviously got the job done for yourself. And then, as you say, it was kind of a, a downhill spiral from there. But um, Look, the, U- the US selection ran okay, Shahama, but we'll come to that race in, in a little while. Yeah, I'm going to actually re-record this bit. Welcome to the SBK Saturday Night Selections, uh, sponsored by Mo Donegal and Bookmark. <laughs> uh, it's got a ring to it. It does. They're two horses that have done us very well so far. Yeah, Bookmark was meant to run yesterday, so Thursday. Uh, we're recording this on, on Friday, but uh, didn't in the end. Uh, but, yeah, it wasn't a bad week last week, so we'll we'll look to pick that up. Albeit, I must say, I don't think either of us are that keen on... on as much uh, this week so maybe a, a lower key week but we've got good racing over in the us to uh, look forward to um we also have got to review last week um didn't go great tom in the mother goose obviously jerry manda came out on top yeah it was a race that i well a result that i didn't in, in anticipate chad brown is just further dominating the new york scene whether it's turf or dirt i feel like i'm saying this every week now from the feature race being not another top level success with uh gerrymander in the mother goose a result that neither of us really anticipated we kind of build it as a match between juju's map and shahama um maybe we'll come to those in a second but gerrymander was very impressive broke nicely sat third in mid division early on scooted and loomed wide around the bend and just kicked clear it was a clear career best from gerrymander one that we couldn't really anticipate and you know what it'd be interesting where chad brown goes with her next because she's clearly on an upward spiral um, and she deserves a crack at grade one level yeah i will say one thing it's not as if gerrymander had the race set up perfectly and the other two didn't because there were no excuses really it was a fairly run contest they didn't go too hard up front like we were we were hoping that they would for for shahama but shahama kind of bobbled out the stores but there's, there's, there were no excuses all around it was literally a case of best horse on the day one yeah exactly that as you say shahama stumbled and there were clear excuse, excuses as to why maybe she didn't finish a length closer to gerrymander but there's no way she was the best horse in that field they went really slow through the first quarter 24 and change and we were kind of anticipating 22 or, or low 23s, um, which didn't help Shahama. But at the same time, because she stumbled at the start, it allowed Flavian Pratt to regain a good position on her. Um, then they really quickened up in the second quarter. Florent Giroux inefficiently rode Juju's map, we'll say, um, pushed her to the front to try and make the pace quicker. She faded dramatically out of contention. She was a bit disappointing. And once she faded, I was hoping that Shahama was going to go through and win the race. But she just wasn't good enough. Joe Mando, clear-cut winner. Shahama's still a horse I want to follow. She only had two starts in the US, still improving, and maybe she will strike at grade one or grade two level, um, but she just wasn't the best horse yes, uh, last week. 
No, no, not at all. We said on the podcast that the race will either go two ways. Juju's map will get a really soft lead and, and go away and, and win easily, or they'll go too hard and hopefully set it up for Shahama. We actually watched the race together, which is adorable. Um, <laughs> we, we, we kind of said to each other after the first furlong, furlong and a half, well, this has gone the, the other way. Juju's map's got a really soft lead. This is game over. She'll go away and win quite nicely now. And I, I, Very disappointing that didn't happen in Juju's map's uh, camp. Yeah, I mean, if you were betting him running on this race, you'd be thinking this this Philly Juju's maps absolutely set up in front. As I say, they quickened up in the second quarter, but that allowed her to get a, a length advantage. And when you're a length advantage, a length ahead of horses like Shahama, who stumbled out the stalls, and they also went a slow gallop, so it didn't necessarily 100% suit her. Joe Mander, who we didn't think was good enough, um, it looked like Juju's map was going to go clear, and she would have been short in running. But yeah, as you mentioned, she was very disappointing. She weakened dramatically out of contention. She's not a filly I want to be siding with in the future. Now, I know she's a grade one winner and she's only, um, I think, had six or seven starts, so she's still lightly raced. But at the same time, when a horse regresses like that with a clear pace set up that suits in a race she should be winning, technically or on form, I mean, it's very disappointing. And, and she kind of just puts an X in the box next to her name. Um, I'd, I'd want to be taking her on in the future anyway. Are you taking Shahama forward? Uh, I think it depends what kind of race she's in. If there's a, a big pace bias in the race, then um, probably. Um, I'll probably back her again. But at the same time, she didn't really wow me as I'd hoped that we would be wowed. Yeah, I, I get that. It was more of a lethargic effort, I'd say, yeah, from exactly. Shahama. I know there was a, a bit of a stumble at the start, but we're not really talking excuses uh, there. It was just something that, that didn't really go right at the, the start. But um, anything else from the Mother Goose that you want to throw out or, or from last week? Um, not overly. Um, as I say, I think Joe Manders is a filly that you've got to keep a close eye on. Chad Brown in general. Uh, Saratoga is coming up in the next couple of weeks, next week, actually, I think. And uh, Chad Brown's going to have an incredible string of horses there. Saratoga obviously being the best meeting in, in the US, in my opinion, but definitely in New York over the course of the year. Um, I expect Chad to just dominate at Saratoga. I don't know how many winners it will notch up, but he usually dominates anyway. But the domination we've seen so far this year just suggests he's going to be winning graded stakes races after graded stakes races. Yeah, one thing I look for at Saratoga as well is wow performances it's a track that you very much can get a horse i mean chance a lot granted dubious circumstances uh, in looking back at things but he posted a, what was it one was it 120 speed figure yeah something absolutely ridiculous from the front you can get those kind of performances as you mentioned from saratoga can't you? you can get these horses especially sprinters that go out hard early just keep rolling and rolling going down the straight and posting these massive figures chance a lot obviously i mean we, know, we all know what happened during yeah, yeah. the rest of the season, but uh, yeah, I, I anticipate there'll be a few big figures coming up. Yeah, I think Imperial Hint as well ran on a six furlong race, broke the five furlong track record, the five and a half furlong track record, and also the six furlong track record in the same run. So it is a track that once, if it is playing fast, it can go that way. But yeah, looking forward to uh, Saratoga, mainly for the fact that I, after you left um, last week, Tom, at the Sky Studios, that, that racing was diabolical. <laughs> yeah, uh, you weren't given the, the ideal shift with Los Alamitos and, you know, a bit of Charlestown. But hey, look, you're, you're in again this weekend. We both are. And hopefully we'll, uh, we'll be treated to some nice racing, especially at Belmont, where the John A. Nehru is the feature. That's the spirit. Um, we'll get on to uh, the John A. Nehru uh, now, just the five uh, to, to go through. We'll do our runner by runner analysis, albeit it would just be probably more of a two runner uh, analysis in, in all honesty. Life is good is one of them, though, who's uh, drawn the, the one box. That's no negative. Obviously, as a horse that likes to go forward. His works recently have been all right. He's been kept ticking over. He's been posting sort of 49 seconds over four furlongs. 
that's fine. You're not really going to uh, be shouting from the rooftops about things on his reappearance. Obviously, the last time we saw him was in the uh, Dubai World Cup over at Maidan. He pretty much won that race for 90% of it and just didn't get home over the fu- or over the extra furlong. Obviously, we saw him very, very impressive at Gulfstream in the, uh, the Pegasus. Uh, personally, I didn't think the trip would be an issue, but obviously dropping down in trip, that's going to be no sort of concern here whatsoever. You would like to think that life is good would get to the, uh, the front and I'm not sure there's anything in this race good enough to beat uh, life is good, Tom. No, he's definitely the, the worthy uh, morning line favourite. I think he's one to two on the morning line. And, and horse number two is Repo Rocks, who's 12 to one on the morning line, 12 to one in a five-runner field. But the third favourite in the race, which shows the domination of the top two in the market here, um, Repo Rocks is a regular on the Belmont circuit and in New York in general. But he generally consists, uh, contends, sorry, allowance optional claiming contests or just allowance contests. He's not really a graded stakes performer. He ran a big speed figure when he came home in front over six furlongs in allowance optional claimer at this track in April. Um, but he's kind of struggled in two stakes races since. I don't think he's good enough to contend the finish here. He's got a nice uh, drawing gate too. He's back to dirt, which maybe uh, we'll see him in better light and he drops in trip. But at the same time, I think he's probably booked for third at best. Yeah, I think third place is very much up for grabs with uh, Repo Rocks. Um, Harvard last place is probably up for grabs to be honest he's not really got a chance in, in here albeit he will get some some decent prize money and he'll, he'll turn out it's obviously a, a small enough field so not terrible race placement but he's completely out of his depth here he was last of seven in an allowance optional claiming uh last time around over at belmont it's just not a race that harvard is going to be uh, figuring in i'd like to try and spin a more positive web on that but i can't no and i can't really spin a positive web on the four either war toxin 30 to 1 on the morning line Fair play to Connections for giving this a go um, with this horse, but he's just not good enough. He's only three from 41 in his career. He's been seen at his best over six furlongs. This seven furlong trip probably won't suit him ideally. He's a forward going type, so he's going to likely want to take on the likes of Life is Good and the horse we're about to come to in a minute, Speaker's Corner for the early um, advantage. I highly doubt he's got the talent or the speed to contend early on, and that'll probably see him fade out of contention. You said Harvard for last, maybe Bortoxin finishes last. A good race for it. It would. Yeah. If we could have a match set for that, it'd be quality. Yeah, all over that. Um, Speaker's Corner is the final uh, horse to mention in the John A. Nehru, who is the other horse in here with a um, with a chance. Ran third last time around at Belmont. Obviously, that was behind flight line in the, the Met uh, uh, mile. I, I do think he might just go up a little bit short in this, but I feel for Speaker's Corner. He's met flight line. And now he's going to meet life is good. He's probably going to bump into the two best horses in America in back to back races away from the the, the real big races, i.e. Breeders' Cups and, and whatnot. But he's here. He, he's, he's given it his shot. The problem with Speaker's Corner is he's probably going to try and race Life is Good. And that might just cost him like it did last time around. Whether he can hold on for second. They are weaker horses against um, Speaker's Corner. But unless Life is Good is really, really not ready for this, then Speaker's Corner shouldn't be beating him. However, he did put up a fantastic rivalry a, a little while ago with my favorite horse in North America in fearless. So I had to mention him. I had to mention him, but speaker's corner, second best in the race. We'll get into the actual preview, Tom, and it's a race that shouldn't take a great deal of, of talking about, but if life is good as it is 80, 85% fit really ought to win this. Yeah, exactly that. Um, as you say, in the Dubai world cup, he looked the winner throughout that race. Um, he traveled really well on the front end, showed his brilliant gate speed as per, as we expect from life is good every time. And he got to the front, turned for home in the lead and just got swallowed up. And um, the extra furlong just didn't suit that day. I think he had a clear excuse as to why he didn't win. Um, he just flattened out, weakened out of contention. And, you know, I expect a much better performance now that he's dropped down in trip. I don't think seven furlongs is his ideal trip. I think he's better over a mile. 
Um, but at the same time, you should easily get away with it in this field. It's a match race between Life is Good and Speaker's Corner. Life is Good 1 to 2 on the morning line, Speaker's Corner 6 to 5. I anticipate life is good going off around four to 11, one to three. And I wouldn't even be surprised if we went up at one to five in the US. Now, I know Speaker's Corner is a very good horse. Um, he's obviously contested the likes of Flight Line and some good quality races, but he, this race just doesn't set up for him. He's a forward going type as well, and he likes to dominate. And with life is good in this field, he's not going to be able to. No, no, he's not whatsoever. Um, do you think we can assign in the tag of very, very good? grade two horse not quite grade one horse speaker's corner yeah i completely agree with that he hasn't yet proven that he's a proper grade one horse and it's hard for a horse like him because he dominates races in grade two grade three company but you just can't do that in grade ones and he's going to have to find another way of getting around it and winning these kind of contests the thing is that not only is he has he got great gate speed he's got good acceleration good early speed he also does battle back um, under pressure he's not a type to fold and crumple under under pressure when the rivals come from him even deep closers but when you're tackling a horse as quick as the likes of flight line and life is good it's just so hard to live with them through the, the three-quarter section of the race going around the home turn entering the home turn and coming into the straight that you know speaker's corner kind of goes down on his sword now we should say that the, both these horses have phenomenal records life is good is six from eight in his career speaker's corner is six from ten and they're both really improving types life is good is one of the best horses in the u.s and probably in the world yeah. He's coming off a big layoff. Maybe, just maybe, this is the time to catch him with Speaker's Corner. And fair play for Bill Mott to actually running him in this race because like, no one ever wants to take on one of these best in incredible equine superstars. Like Life is Good. But I, I just find it really difficult to side with him. It's going to be Life is Good for me and I imagine yourself. Yeah, 100% uh, Life is Good. I mean, my, my angle was trying to find who was going to finish third in the race. And Repo Rocks should I don't think this trip is 100% what Repo Rocks wants. If it was six furlongs, it would be a bit more to, to the liking. I'm, I'm not overly sure about stretching out to this. So it does open it up. But then again, you, you look at the other two and you think, well, there's no way surely they can get the better of Repo Rocks, who in their calibre, Repo Rocks is a very good horse. Yeah, I completely agree. I think Repo Rocks probably will finish third. Now, this is a really unoriginal analysis from us because we're just following the market. But at the same time, it's a race that lacks complete depth. Um, the top two are in the league of their own. And then you've got three also rounds in this field. Um, horses that aren't really great at company. And, you know, no no offence to connections or whatever. But it's great that they've given this a shot, like Bill Mott has with Speaker's Corner. But I think they're kind of playing for place money here. Um, Repo Rocks, I imagine, will finish third. I think Harvard will probably finish fourth. He's the horse that will likely sit last early on. Um, maybe pick off War Toxin. Maybe even pick off Repo Rocks if Repo Rocks doesn't stay the trip, ideally. Um, he's also owned by China Horse Club who own Life is Good as well so they put him in there to try and pick up some place money but I think it'll probably be Life is Good beats Speaker's Corner beat, beats Repo Rocks beats Harvard beat, beats War Toxin but we haven't gone one of these races yet the main analysis races without having a non-runner so who knows what's going to happen Luke it's going to be boring when Life is Good comes out isn't it <laughs> Or speaker's, speaker's corner. corner one to five <laughs> yeah speaker's corner one to five or life is good one to 20 um yeah. which yeah i mean that should be how the race happens uh, we're sitting here we try and find that angle in but it's just it's not that race to be honest it's not the strongest of betting heats i will say that much unless life is good goes a crazy price or there are vibes coming out before the race that he's very much not fit then we've got a race in our hands but for now not sure. Um, last week, we did have a good week tipping-wise. We're going to have a quick look at the UK action. I, I think it's a week, Tom, that neither of us are really too heavy on anything in the UK, but uh, both of us putting up one. 
Yeah, I completely agree with that. Last week, I was a bit lukewarm on my selection, though he actually ran terrible higher, mate. Um, apologies for that. This week, I mean, as you say, it's really, it's just a struggle to even find one. Um, it's really low-key events um, at Carlisle especially, but that's where we're going to go for both of our selections. Mine is Recherche in the 850 at Carlisle, the last race on the card. And the, the only angle I've got here is that Wraith Beckett barely makes the trip up to Carlisle. Um, he's only had 11 runners at the track in the last five years. Two winners have come from those 11 runners. He sends just one horse up to Carlisle, and that is Recherche. Dougie Costello takes the ride. This filly has run behind a couple of nice sorts in Crystal Estrella, um, trained by Sir Michael Stout, who finished behind Emily Upjohn, the Oaks second, um, on a previous attempt at Sandown. And then last time out, she finished fourth, but it was a race that featured three decent horses. Al Jester finished third. The winner, trained by Mark and Charlie Johnson, is actually a decent sort as well. So I think this is a, a much weaker affair for a share share. Um, that was a tongue, a tongue twister there, wasn't it? A little riddle. Um, but I think she'll get off the mark. Wraith Beckett wouldn't make this long journey north for no reason. What was the horse you tipping again? Uh, Recherche. <laughs> Very good. Well done. Well done. Thank you. Um, I'm going to decide a little bit earlier on in the, the day, the, the 720, uh, Elzal, who, like I say, it is more tentative, but he's a horse that I've liked this season. Um, I was with him when he won a couple of outings ago when he managed to win. Not after timing, I didn't happen that day. But then I was also with him when he lost last time around at uh, Ripon. But not sure things really went perfectly uh, that day. It's a race that's working out all right as well, but uh, had to sort of try a few avenues to try and get through. And you never really got the thought that Elzal was was kind of getting there. But it's drawn box one here. There are reasons to believe that might not be a positive, but he is a hold-up horse, which I do think will potentially overcome that. But Carlisle recently, you haven't wanted to be anywhere near that far side rail. You wanted to be more down the centre of the track. I do think with Elzar being more of a midfield slash hold-up horse, you might just get him coming a bit more down the centre of the track and, and switching out from that um, that inside draw. But I do think he's still got a little bit more to uh, to come. Obviously, he hadn't actually managed to uh, win in his career uh, before two outings ago, but now he has. He's got a little bit of confidence and he he hopefully will go well off a, a £3 higher mark. So I'll take Elzal in the 7.20 at Carlisle. But like I say, don't go crazy this week. We'll hope it's stronger next week, but it is, um, it's not the best in the UK. Uh, for evening action this um this week but that's that's pretty much it for us tom uh, for you life is good and what's the other one uh yeah life is good and recherche in the a50 at carlisle um, as you say this week wasn't the best um don't want to touch on it too much but next week hopefully it'll be much better um fair that we can cover obviously we've got the belmont derby um which is going to be a great race stone age is going over for aiden o'brien aiden obviously won the race last year with bolshoi ballet so not only have we got the u.s contenders to talk about but we'll also have an irish raider in Stone Age, maybe he goes off favourite. I don't know. I don't know who else is in the lineup at this stage, but he's by far the most intriguing runner in the field. Really looking forward to cover that race, and hopefully, you'll put up another UK winner or two as well. If we get Stone Age going from the front at Belmont, love it. Yeah, 100%. love it. I don't know who will ride. I don't know if Ryan will go over, but doesn't matter. Love it. <laughs> Big fan of that. Yeah, I, I anticipate Ryan would go over. To be fair, because he went over last year for Bolshoi Ballet. I mean, it depends yeah. who. Obviously, Aidan and Ballydoyle have running um, next weekend in, you know, UK and Ireland. But uh, I imagine Ryan will be pestering connections to go over to New York. He wouldn't want to go over to New York for a, a nice little Saturday prize. Yeah, I'd imagine, to be fair, Stone Age will potentially be an American horse in time, obviously in the, the Peter Brandt colours, but that's something for, for next week as we'll talk about Stone Age. Uh, then, uh, as for this week, uh, don't forget, new SBK customers will get £30 in free bets by depositing at £10. Got it right this week, Tom. <laughs> phenomenal ad read after oh, you know at 30 pounds in free bets for SPK new customers when you deposit 10 pounds getting good again two out two well done luke uh tom thank you very much for your help this week 
yeah, cheers, Luke. Um, I mean, it's, it's been a decent week to cover and not a great week, but you know what? When it's poor racing like this, I say poor because obviously the US racing is good, just a poor betting heat. Hopefully, we'll be able to get a couple of winners. We haven't covered too many races. You know, we can have a, a quick fire treble with the two UK horses, and life is good and move on to next week and get stuck into some more um, competitive contests, let's say. Yeah, a week where you can talk about racing, give a few opinions and say nothing really uh, on the uh, the SPK Saturday, uh, Saturday Night Selections podcast. We'll be back next week, same sort of uh, of time, hopefully, when we're talking about a few UK Raiders over at uh, Belmont. But for this week, thank you very much for uh, listening. We'll see you in a week's time. Until then, have a very good week. Stay safe. Look after another. Goodbye. 